is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 137. And I lied again because I have every intention of doing a themed episode sometime soon, but um, just didn't happen this time. Uh, I do have an idea in mind for the theme. I just haven't really assembled the full playlist yet, and uh, things have just kind of gotten away from me a little bit because I'm also um, recording bass. I was recording bass this week for the new Krigsgrove album, and I actually just finished it shortly before uh, recording this episode. So, uh, as of now, all the bass is tracked, and uh, the only thing left for me to do on this record is uh, just some little clean vocal bits here and there, and then I'm all finished. So, got my drums done, got the bass done, and things are sounding really nice. Uh, so, yeah, that occupied some time um, to where I just didn't really have time to put together the themed episode like I uh, like I wanted but uh, hopefully it'll be the next episode but got a good one here and uh, we're gonna kick it off in the usual fashion it's usually a short song that's fast and furious and uh, this is definitely that so this is a band from Austria that's been going since 92 it's Belfagor who uh, you guys know I really enjoy Belfagor I've played them several times on previous episodes uh, their newest one really caught my uh, attention and I was really excited for it. Uh, It's called The Devils and that came out in July of last year through Nuclear Blasts. It's their 12th record and it was their first one in five years. Uh, Of course they had lost Simon Schilling uh, who was their drummer for the previous album. He left and joined Marduk and uh, it was kind of this mystery of who were they going to use on this new album. Uh, They seem to always kind of have a revolving door of live drummers that they use. but yes, it was announced that they used uh, David DePold, who, uh, of course, is the drummer for Obscura. And even before that, he was just kind of known. He was in several other bands, but they were never like real big name bands. But uh, I first caught wind of him just from YouTube. Uh, he's one of the few people that just nails like Nile covers and aborted covers and just really intense, um, crazy drums. And he's really damn good, and um, so yeah, I, I was kind of pleased to hear that uh, that he was the new drummer for Obscura. But yes, he did session work for this album, and um, the drumming is phenomenal. As a whole, though, I'd say the album is a little bit of a letdown compared to the last one in terms of uh, having really memorable tunes. Um, it just hasn't quite stuck with me the way that some of their other albums have. It's not bad by any means. But uh, it might be one that just needs to continue to grow on me a little bit. But there are some shining moments. Um, I know I've played one off of this record already, um, probably right before it was released. But uh, yeah, I just kind of gave it another listen recently, and um, and this one jumped out at me as being uh, one of the better ones. So 
Here we go off of the newest album, The Devils. This is Belphegor with Kingdom of Cold Flesh. There we have it. That was Belphegor with Kingdom of Cold Flesh. Um, yeah, the performances certainly aren't uh, lacking on this new record. Uh, everything sounds as good as it ever has in that regard. Um, but yeah, I just need to spend a little more time with it, I guess, to see if some of the songs stick. Um, all right, we're going to Santiago Chile here. This is a four-piece death metal band that's been going since 2009. Um, I can't remember where I first heard them. Almost certain it was a Spotify type thing, you know, of a related artist that I came across. Uh, they're called Sculpture, but they spell it 
Skull, like S-K-U-L-L, and then P-T-U-R-E. So, um, but yes, they have a couple of full lengths. They did uh, one in 2011 and then uh, another one in 2019. They've had a couple of EPs peppered in there. Um, but they just released a brand new EP on January 15th of this year called A Horrifying Death. And that came out through a label that's called Adirondack Black Mass, which is one that I have definitely never heard of before. Um, but it's an awesome album cover. Um, and it's just really good death metal. And, you know, South America, I did a whole episode on on South American uh, extreme metal. And uh, they produce some really good stuff. And this is one uh, that definitely would have fit in nicely on that episode, um, but it's really good. I can't remember, there was another one that was more of a brutal death metal uh, band that I played in that episode that was kind of just, for me personally, I was just kind of like, meh, you know, it's good for what it is, but it's just not quite my style, but um, this would have been more fitting for me. It's something that I enjoy better, uh, so I, I should have put this on that episode. But it's really good, so uh, if you haven't heard it, I suggest you check it out. Like I said, it is on Spotify. Uh, So here we go, off of their new EP, A Horrifying Death. This is Sculpture from Chile with Infamous.
There we go. That was Sculpture from Chile with Infamous. Uh, that's a really strong EP. I admittedly have not heard the full lengths, um, but I've just heard this EP within the last couple weeks and think it's excellent. Um, all right, we're going to Denmark here. This is a band that I've really been loving over the last few years. It's a one-man band that's been going since 2015, and that is Offshe. And... They have full-time, like, live members, kind of like Mork, I guess, where it's like, it's a one-man band, but they seem to kind of have uh, a pretty set lineup in terms of uh, their live musicians. Um, but I really loved the debut album. I discovered it maybe about a year after it came out. I wasn't, you know, right on it when it first came out. Uh, but the second record from 2020, phenomenal. I mean, really excellent. Uh, definite step up in the quality of the songwriting and everything. And uh, now we got a third album coming out on March 15th called Amhund Real. And that is uh, in a hundred years. And that's uh, that's coming out, like I said, March 15th through Vendetta Records is their label. And they released a single rather quietly. Honestly, I, I didn't really see much um, from the band about it. I saw like a quick Facebook post from the label that shared you know, a link to, uh, to this new tune on YouTube, and then eventually the band posted about it as well, but yeah, I, you just don't really see too much, uh, publicity about it, um, so if you don't follow the band on Facebook, you might not have even heard about this, <laughs> but I gave it a listen, um, really good, I mean, it just picks up right where the last one left off, uh, my friend Sean is a big fan of theirs as well, so we had to exchange, a comment or two about did you hear the new uh, the new song you know but uh, definitely looking forward to this because as i said the last album was uh, was really damn good so it was a nice treat to have a, a new single to listen to so here we go off of the upcoming album that's coming out march 15th this is offshi with storm full de half
right, there we go. That is Afshi from Denmark with Stormful de Hav, uh, which means like stormy seas, I believe. Um, yeah, really, really looking forward to that record. And again, that one is coming out on March 15th. All right, we're going to France here. This is a four-piece that's been going since 2006. And um, I really haven't heard much of them other than this most recent record. I had heard it once before, uh, thought it was pretty cool, and then just kind of mentally shelved it and uh, didn't really think about them or go back to it ever again for quite a while. And then uh, somehow or another I was looking through some stuff and, and came across uh, the album cover for this this record and uh, it just kind of jogged my memory of like, oh wow, I haven't listened to that in a few years now since it was new, basically. Uh, the band is called Abduction and they released a couple of records, 2016 and 2018, and then the most recent one, their third album, came out in April of 2020 and it's uh, still the only one that I've heard. It's called Jehan, and that came out through Finisterian Dead End Records, which is yet another label that I have never heard of before. Uh, but it has a really cool cover, just kind of looks like a real classic oil painting, you know. Uh, but they're kind of listed as like a melodic slash avant-garde black metal. I don't think it's that avant-garde, um, but it is not just your typical, you know, symphonic black metal or anything like that. A lot of good variety there, musically and vocally as well. Uh, he mixes things up with his voice uh, rather well. But yeah, I should. I did enjoy this record back then, and uh, in listening to it again, I enjoy it again. So I really should go back and check out the the first two records, but just haven't haven't gotten to it yet. But yes, I'm gonna try my damnedest to pronounce this song. It is a long one, and it's in French, but. Google Translate has coached me well. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. So here we go, off of their third album, Jehan. This is Abduction with Batu par les flots jamais ne sombre, which means something along the lines of being beaten by the waves that never cease or something like that.
There we go. From France. That is Abduction with Batu par les flots jamais nous sombre. Yeah. Spoken like a professional just then. Um, that's a cool record. It's a really cool record, and it's a band that I really don't hear anybody mention ever, honestly. Um, but if you haven't heard it, I really uh, suggest you check it out, and I need to do my due diligence and check out their first couple of records as well. Uh, Alright, next up we're going to the UK. I believe they're London-based these days. Uh, they've been going since 06, and that band is Fen. And Fen is one that I have been loving for years and years, and um, maybe first heard them in like 20, ooh, 2011 or 12 maybe, and just kind of been following ever since. But I'm actually going to play the song that kind of started it all uh, for me because I was just kind of uh, finding a lot of new bands at the time that were kind of in this new like post-black metal type sound and um, the more you kind of dive in and explore different bands I came across Fen and at the time um, I think they had the follow-up album to this had come out which the name is escaping me now for some reason but um, but yes I had first heard the debut which was called the Malediction Fields and that came out in January of 09 and uh, they're up to six albums now but this one came out in 09 through Code 666 Records. And the opening cut um, is the one I'm going to play. And it was the first song I ever heard of theirs. And I just thought it was excellent and just kind of fell in love with it from there. Uh, so much so that we actually had Frank, the singer, do some guest vocals for us on the outro section of one of our songs um, with Krigsgraf for our 2016 album, uh, Waves of Degradation. He actually... Uh, sang the closing section of the song uh, Under Trembling Stars and he did a phenomenal job. Super nice guy and uh, didn't want anything for it in terms of payment or anything. He just said, yeah, just send me the lyrics and tell me what spot you want me to sing in and I'll think of something. I'll think of a way to sing it. So we didn't give him any sort of a guide for his vocal melody or anything and uh, but he did it not in like a typical black metal voice either. He did this kind of a shouting um, shouting thing that sounded excellent it was a perfect way to close out that song so yeah just that experience there just makes me uh, love you know the band even more and uh frank's a great dude so uh so yes let's uh let's go back to where it all started for me with this band so here we go off of their debut album from 2009 the malediction fields this is fen with exile's journey <laughs>
we go. That is Fen from the UK with Exile's Journey, um, an excellent song, and really just planted that seed for me as being a fan uh, for life after that. Um, I am going to take a second here and crack open a beverage. There we go. Trying to do this one-handed. I always handwrite my notes for these episodes, so I'm actually holding my piece of paper in one hand and opening my drink with the other. I haven't opened a beer in a long time um, on the episodes. I used to do that in the really early episodes. I would pretty much always be drinking a beer while doing the episode. But I really don't drink much at home, like at all, these days. And even now, the one I just opened is uh, non-alcoholic, so... (laughs) I've never had a problem or anything like that. I just kind of like, if it's during the week... I don't feel like boozing it up, just sitting at my house by myself, so I have uh, I have non-alcoholic stuff here. But even then, I get a 12-pack of it, and it just sits in the fridge, and it takes me a month to, to finish it. But since I recorded all this bass today and all that kind of stuff, uh, I decided to kind of treat myself to it this time. So, Anyways, we are moving on to the Orland Islands, and that is uh, a group of islands off the coast of Finland, Um, It looks like it should belong to Finland, but I believe it's technically property of Sweden. It's just kind of in this little gray area there, but um, they kind of operate uh, on their own, but they're just kind of technically belong to, you know, Sweden. I think think they belong to Sweden. I might have it backwards, but but anyways, you don't really hear of too many bands um, coming from that area. So this is a five-piece band that existed from 08 to 2018. Uh, I actually didn't know that they had called it quits, but the band is Vorum. And their album from 2013, which was called, oh, what the hell was it called? Poisoned Void, I believe. Uh, really cool record. I think that's one that Justin from Krigsgrove um, told me about, and I checked it out and really enjoyed it. But they did an EP in 09, and then that album in 2013, and uh, they did one final EP in 2015, and I didn't even know that had come out. I mean, they're a band that I just flat out did not keep up with, you know, um, even though I really liked that that full length. But yeah, they put out an EP in 2015 called Current Mouth, which is an interesting name for an EP. Uh, that came out through Sepulchral Voice Records. And I had never heard it until recently because, um, you know, I was just... I came across them. I don't remember why I... I looked into them again on their Metal Archives page, and that's when I saw, like, oh, they're not even, like, an active band anymore. Hey, and there's an EP there that I've never heard of either, so um, it just prompted me to check it out, and it was really cool. It was a really cool EP. They've always put out good stuff, and um, it's just kind of a shame that they're not still going. But, uh, yeah, this was kind of a nice uh, present for me to just see that, you know, there there was this one last release of theirs that I had never heard, so it was kind of uh, cool to listen to that. Um, but there was one track on here that really stood out to me as being, uh, just the best, the best of this CP and, um, would have fit right in on their last, uh, full length as well. But yeah, great tune and a pretty solid EP here. So off of the current mouth EP from 2015, this is Vorum with Angel's Death. Oh, 
we go. From the Orland Islands, that was Vorum with Angel's Death. Excellent song, and the production on that is just nice and filthy. Um, speaking of filthy, we're going to Norway here. This band's been going since 92, although their level of activity is questionable. That is Carpathian Forest, and I love Carpathian Forest, but man, I think it's time to just hang it up because they're still listed as active um they keep teasing that they're working on a new album it's an entirely new lineup uh i mean i say new that it's been going for probably five or six years with the current lineup but they just don't release anything like they put out an ep uh called the Likheim, and that was in 2018 and it had one new song on it that was kind of mediocre and then a couple of covers and that was it and not the Frost's vocals have gotten so bad over the years, and he actually sounded halfway decent on that one original song on the EP. So I was like, okay, well, that's promising. But if you watch any live footage of them over the last six or more years, um, he's pretty much abandoned completely his black metal voice. Maybe he just can't do it anymore. But he just does this his kind of shouty punk rock ton- kind of voice that he used to just pepper in there every once in a while with the last couple of words in a sentence or something um, when he'd be singing and now he just kind of even when singing old songs that should have the black metal voice going through most of the song he just kind of can't do it and it sounds terrible like the band sounds great Um, I want to say he has several members from Svartjern as his his band now Um, so it's a wildly different lineup uh, but they they can all play they're all great but they just haven't put out a new record since 2006 which I really liked the last uh, album which was what was it called fuck you all um, I liked that record a lot but yeah they just they haven't put out anything since then so it's been what like 17 years you know it's and they just keep teasing you every year that uh, we're still working on the new album and it's just like why well, just don't even bother at this point just hang it up Um, But it doesn't change the fact that the old albums are great uh, for as long as their career has been. I mean, it's 31 years now. They've only put out five records. And uh, I'm going to play something off of uh, the third album, which I tend to overlook a little bit for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, There's some excellent songs on there, but uh, this is probably the one I listen to the least. But still a great record. Uh, That record is Morbid Fascination of Death that came out in 2001. That's the third album out of five. And uh, I honestly don't even remember what label it was put out through. I meant to double check. But um, yeah, I have a DVD of uh, of theirs. And they kind of have a really varied you know, set list of things from all the different albums. Uh, and this one was on there. And uh, that's what I remember most is really liking this song from the live DVD. So uh, that's why I chose it for this episode. So here we go off of 2001's Morbid Fascination of Death. This is Carpathian Forest with Doomed to Walk the Earth as Slaves of the Living Dead. Doomed to walk the earth as slaves of the living dead.
There we go. That is Doomed to Walk the Earth as Slaves of the Living Dead. Great song, great album. Um, yeah, I've, regardless of what they put out in the future, if they put out anything, um, certainly can't take away the fact that the five records they have put out are excellent. Um, and I'm really, like I said, I'm really sad about his vocals because his black metal voice was actually one of my favorite um, he's, he was one of my favorite black metal singers, just the tone of his voice I always really loved, and now he seems like he can't do it anymore, <laughs> so that sucks. Alright, we're going to Stockholm, Sweden here. This is one of my all-time favorite, uh, black death metal bands, uh, same with Justin from Krigsgrove. Been going since 89, that is Necrophobic, and, um... I'm going to play something off of their sixth album called Death to All, and that album came out in May of 2009 through Regain Records, and they're up to nine albums now, but this was number six, and it was a great record, and you could not find it anywhere. Like, I don't know what the hell the deal is, but you just couldn't get it anywhere, and I heard it, I think I downloaded it illegally or something back in the day, and just threw it on my little iPod Nano, like the little mini iPod thing. The Shuffle, that's what it was called. 
So yeah, I had my little shuffle that I had loaded some of the songs on from this album. But in terms of just trying to find it to buy or find it to listen to, it wasn't anywhere on streaming. And it was weird because they would have... Uh, not all, but the vast majority of their albums would be on these streaming services, but Death to All was just never there. And uh, only within this past year, they decided to reissue um, some of these old albums on vinyl and stuff like that. So Blood Hymns, which has the one of the worst productions of their discography, but it's like my favorite album of theirs because it has such good songs. Um... That one's finally more readily available, and then Death to All is finally more available to purchase, and it's on streaming as well. So if you're uh, if you're like me and you're a fan of theirs and you've uh, just haven't been able to check this record out or listen to it uh, over the years, it is now there finally. So um, it's it's an excellent record too. Like the songs are really catchy and really well done, and the production's uh, also really well done, very clear. And had a cool album cover. Everything about it was a great record. And it was just, you just could not get it anywhere. It blows my mind. Um, So yes, I'm going to celebrate this album now. So off of their sixth album from 2009, Death to All. This is Necrophobic with For Those Who Stayed Satanic.
There we go. From Stockholm, Sweden. That was Necrophobic with For Those Who Stayed Satanic. Uh, I think they even did a music video for that one. But, um, yeah, such a good album. And I'm really happy that I can just fire it up on Spotify anytime I feel like now. Uh, all right, we're going to the UK here. This is a three-piece, very new band that's been going since 2021. Kind of in the Death Doom vein. Uh, got some cathedral vibes going on in there, especially since they're a, a British band. Uh, the band is called Roots of the Old Oak, and they've only put out one demo so far, and I just happened to see somewhere on some website that mentioned it as being one of the better demos of 2022. Uh, so I checked it out and uh, really enjoyed it. So they're signed to uh, Hammerheart now, and did I already say the name of the band? Roots of the Old Oak? I think I did. But the demo was called Bloat, B-L-O-T, and um, that came out in March of last year. So they released it independently, uh, but it shows that they're currently signed to Hammerheart Records, which is pretty cool uh, that they've been signed now. So I can only imagine that they're working on music for uh, for their debut release through Hammerheart. But um, this demo is out there. It's on Spotify and on their Bandcamp page and all that kind of stuff. Um, very cool logo they look like they're kind of older guys um so i'm sure they've probably been around in other bands over the years but uh the publication can't remember which one it was that said this was a one of the better demos of last year i would agree uh, it's really well done and it's really you get the vibe that it is people who have done this before you know what i mean like there's a certain level of experience and confidence and maturity uh in the performances here that you don't get from you know a group of 20 year olds that are throwing out their first demo um so yes this definitely kind of fits right in with the kind of uk death doom you know not so much in the gothy stuff like my dying bride and all that but like i said they just kind of get some some cathedral vibes going on here so here we go off of their bloat demo from 2022 this is roots of the old oak with monolith
Alright. That was Roots of the Old Oak from the UK with Monolith off of their demo. So I gotta have to be on the lookout for them and see what they release in the future. Because um, I really liked that. It's very very cathedral, very candle mass, and uh, I like that guy's voice as well. Uh, Alright, this is a band out of Sweden that existed initially from 94 to 99 and then regrouped in 2009 and they're still going strong now. And that band is October Tide, and I love October Tide because I am a big Catatonia uh, fan. And October Tide, of course, features two former members of Catatonia. And it basically is kind of like the more aggressive moments of Catatonia are just channeled into this band. You know what I mean? So this is not the more experimental, melodic, and you know, real pretty sounding stuff uh, that Catatonia does these days. This is more of their middle period of Catatonia, um, but that's like exclusively what they play. It's just real dark and doomy, uh, extreme vocals only. I don't really hear, I don't can't recall ever hearing any, uh, any clean vocals in this band. But um, yeah, they've been on a roll. They got six albums out. Uh, they've been on a roll, in my opinion, in the last three um, the older stuff is, is good too, of course, but, um, but the last three to me have been really good. They've had the same vocalist on those last three records, uh, so they've kind of stabilized that position in the band. Uh, but I'm going to play something off of their fourth album. Uh, the two that came after it have been really good as well, but this one for me uh, still stands out as, as my personal favorite. Um, <clears throat> it's an album from 2013 called Tunnel of No Light, and that came out through Pulverized Records. And I think their most recent one just came out, maybe 2021. Um, and it's a really good record. I was looking forward to that one a lot, and it did not disappoint. But this one, like right down to the album cover and everything, just kind of uh, is is especially dark. And still kind of has a modern vibe to it. It has a modern production, of course. But it's just real heavy. And um, it's just excellent kind of dark doom while still being really catchy. Um, and I really like this guy's voice, and he's kind of evolved his voice from album to album, uh, so kind of like Steve Tucker with uh, Morbid Angel, like the way he sang on Formulas Fatal to the Flesh is not how he sang on Gateways, and then not how he sang on Heretic. He's kind of changed his voice a little bit with each album, but uh, I really dig it on this record. Everything came together just perfect on this album, in my opinion. So, here we go off of their 2013 album, Tunnel of No Light. This is October Tide with Emptiness Fulfilled. Escaping lips of deceit 
Alright, there we go. That is October Tide from Sweden with Emptiness Fulfilled. Um, that's a really excellent record from start to finish. There is no filler whatsoever on that album for me. Uh, Alright, we are going to Norway. This is a kind of a real filthy death metal band that's been going since 2004. And that is Obliteration. And Obliteration is a kind of a favorite for uh, Fenris from Dark Throne. And I think that's partially because, you know, musically it definitely... Uh, you know, suits his fancy, but uh, I think he also likes them because they are from his hometown, uh, which is Kolboten, uh in Norway, which is outside of Oslo, but, uh, but that's where they're based, and that's where he lives, so I think he kind of enjoys them a little more just for that fact alone, but they're really good. Um, I first heard them on their third album from 2013 called Black Death Horizon, and um, that's a really great record. And then they took quite a while to release the follow-up, um, their fourth album, which is still the most recent. They haven't put out uh, a new one since. Um, it's called Cenotaph Obscure, and that came out in November of 2018 through Indie Recordings. And uh, like I said, that still stands as uh, the most recent. But I remember hearing that when it first came out and uh, thought that was excellent too. I think overall, I still like the third album a little better, but this is you know not far off at all. Um, I've heard the first two albums, but I don't remember much. I should go back uh, and listen to them again. But uh, to me, it's it's all about the third record, Black Death Horizon. Uh, really excellent stuff. Uh, but yes, this record is good. If you haven't heard them before, check out these last two. Start there and then go back from there because uh, it's just really, really excellent and just kind of raw death metal and they just do it really well. So here we go, off of the fourth album, Cenotaph Obscure. This is Obliteration with, I th I'm trying to think of how you pronounce this word, Tumulus, T-U-M-U-L-U-S. That's how I've always said it in my head, Tumulus of Ancient Bones. Whatever, correct me if I'm wrong.
right, there we go. That is Obliteration from Norway with, I googled it, it is Tumulus of Ancient Bones, which makes perfect sense given what Tumulus actually means. It's like an ancient burial mound, so it makes sense to say Tomb instead of Tum. In my head, I always said Tumulus, but yes, Tumulus of Ancient Bones. Um, great album, and like I said, while I prefer the third one, uh, the fourth one is just not far off at all. It's it's really good. Um, all right, we're going back to Austria here. This is a five-piece that's been going since 2007, and they do some excellent black metal. Um, I have only heard the third album, and they are about to release a fourth album, and that band is Asphagor, and that's A-S-P-H-A-G-O-R. And they just released a, uh, a new single that's from their upcoming album called Pyrogenesis that's coming out on March 10th of this year through MDD Records. And yeah, they've put out records in like 2010 and 2013, and then there was a pretty uh, good gap there, and they finally released a third one in 2018, which I've heard and enjoy. And then uh, this new single from this upcoming one uh, sounds great, sounds great to me. Really, really powerful production, very, very, you know, clear and punchy, and um, but it's just good, straightforward black metal. It's not, you know, real frilly and symphonic and stuff like that. It's it's kind of very much like a not quite dark funeral esque, but it's meant to be high intensity. Put it that way. But I love this guy's voice. Uh, the vocals to me is is one of the strong points uh, of their sound. So. Uh, great single, and I am looking forward to this new record. So here we go, off of their upcoming fourth album, Pyrogenesis. This is Asphagor with The Great Erosion.
There we go, from Austria, that was Asfagor with The Great Erosion. That's a really excellent tune, really strong performances from the drummer, from the vocalist. He kind of has a touch of uh, like that Tribulation singer, I forget his name, um, but their voices are kind of similar to me. Uh, Alright, with that being such a nice clear production, I think it's only right for us to filthy it up a little bit here so we're going to go to spain out of madrid this band's been going since 2003 and have become a bit of a have themselves a bit of a cult following i would say i see their logo all over the place on people's patches on jackets and things like that and they just seem to be pretty well respected i would say but that band is titan blood and that's t-e-i-t-a-n blood and they're one that i didn't check out for a while and there was no real reason for it it was just kind of I just never really got around to it but um, whenever I did I thought it was great and um, it was it was when their newest album came out in 2019 is when I finally uh, checked them out because the album cover was awesome and I was hearing some good things about it so I finally dove in and checked it out and I thought it was really good um, their sound is kind of hard to pin down it's kind of real filthy production and it's kind of death metal kind of black metal kind of has these 80s you know like a band like sarcophago or something like that you know vibes here and there but um i haven't heard the debut but i've heard these last two actually i have heard the debut what am i saying but yeah i've heard these last two and i think the newest one is my favorite i think i'm kind of in the minority there um not that it's a bad album people haven't said it's a bad album or anything like that but they just Maybe don't think it's on par with the earlier stuff, but I like it a lot, the newest one. But I'm going to play something off of the second album here. It's called Death. came out in 2014 through Norma Evangelium Diaboli Records. And as I said, the production's uh, pretty rough, but not too rough to where you can't really you know decipher what's going on. But uh, some really strong songs on this album, and I'm going to play one that's uh, a little... A little bit on the longer side of theirs, but uh, nothing drastic here. But um, but yeah, it's a great record. I still don't know if I like it as much as the most recent one, but uh, but it's good stuff. Definitely a band I shouldn't have uh, have slept on for as long as I did. But uh, anyways, off of their second album, Death. This is Titan Blood with Burning in Damnation Fires. <laughs>
All right, that is Titan Blood from Spain with Burning in Damnation Fires. Just nice and nasty, filthy, really good. Um, all right, it is that time for me to announce the final song of the episode. I, of course, want to thank you guys for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Uh, if you want to tell somebody where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. And, of course, the entire catalog of episodes is also on Spotify, so please find and follow it there. And uh, any sort of feedback or requests or critiques or anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates or news or poll questions for you guys, the audience, are all going to be posted there. So uh, please find and like that page so you don't miss out. Um, uh, you know, once again, I'm going to try my best to do this uh, this themed episode for the next one. We'll see if I can uh, get my shit together by that time. Now that I'm done recording bass for this new Grove record, uh, I should be able to focus a bit more, so we'll see. Um, this one was a real pleasure to put together. I really liked this episode, the variety going on it. And uh, I think I have a pretty cool idea for the themed episode as well, so hopefully you guys dig it. Um, Alright, let's finish strong here. It's a longer song, but I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, this band... Hey, there's my son's cat shaking off. Um... This band existed originally from 05 to 2010, and uh, they've been on hiatus for quite a while and uh, just announced in 2021 that they were going to reactivate, but still nothing really came of it in terms of release. Um, but now we finally kind of have our first taste of, uh, of what's coming. The band is Austere from Australia. It's a two-piece band. Um, they've done some really excellent, very moody, melodic... I wouldn't necessarily call it the you know depressive black metal but it's close to that you know but uh they do have kind of very long just sweeping songs um that are just very emotional and they have a new album coming out their first one since 2009 uh, it's coming out on april 28th of this year called corrosion of hearts and that's coming out through lupus lounge and uh, their first two records were in 2007 and 2009, and uh, those were really well received. I enjoyed them myself, so I thought it was cool uh, that they're finally kind of putting out something new. Uh, they released their first single. It's funny to call it a single when it's such a lengthy tune, but uh, they, they released the first song from this album uh, recently, and... It's great. I mean, it really is. They definitely haven't uh, haven't missed a beat in terms of uh, of creating some really impactful uh, music, and I really enjoy this song a lot. So, looking forward to this new album quite a bit. Again, that album's called Corrosion of Hearts, coming out on uh, April twenty eighth. So, I should be back in two weeks with hopefully a themed episode one thirty eight. Until then, take care, everybody. Here we go, off of Corrosion of Hearts, this is Austere with Sullen. Cheers. <laughs>